Chapter Five of Book One of Physics by Aristotle, translated by Thomas Taylor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Chapter Five. The assertions of the natural philosophers may be referred to two modes, for some of them making being to be one viz body which is a subject and this either one of the three elements or something else which is more dense than fire but more attenuated than air generated the rest of things making many things by density and rarity but these are contraries and universally they are excess and defect just as plato says they are the great and the small except that he makes these to be matter but the one to be form but they make the one which is the subject to be matter and the contraries to be differences and forms others separate from the one the contrarieties which are inherent in it as anaximander and those who assert that beings are one and many as empedocles and anaxagoras for they separate from that which is mixed the rest of things they differ however from each other because the one makes a circulation of these but the other asserts that they subsisted once only and the one says that they are infinite of similar parts and contraries but the other that they are those things only which are called elements but it seems that anaxagoras thought they were thus infinite because he conceived that the common opinion of natural philosophers was true that from nothing nothing is produced hence they say quote, all things together were close quote, and quote, generation is in quality a change close quote. but others said that generation is concretion and separation. Farther still, Anaxagoras was induced to this opinion from contraries being generated from each other, and hence he concluded that they were inherent in each other. For if it is necessary that whatever is generated should either be generated from beings or from non-beings, and it is impossible that things should be generated from non-beings, for in this opinion all physiologists accord, they thought that what remains must necessarily happen, viz., that they must be generated from beings, and these such as are inherent, but that they were not perceived by us through the smallness of their bulk. Hence they say that everything is mingled in everything, because they saw that everything is generated from everything, but they assert that things appear different and are denominated different from each other from that which especially transcends through the multitude of infinites in the mixture for they say that the whole is not genuinely white or black or sweet or flesh or bone but that what each particular possesses in greater abundance than other things is the nature of that thing if therefore the infinite so far as infinite is unknown that which is infinite 
according to multitude or magnitude is a certain unknown quantity but that which is infinite according to form is a certain unknown quality but if principles are infinite both according to number and according to form it is impossible that the things consisting from these should be known for thus we apprehend that we know a composite when we know from what and from how many things it consists again if it is necessary that when the part of a thing may be of an indefinite magnitude that thing also should itself be indefinitely great or small but i mean some one of such parts into which being inherent in the whole the whole itself is divided and it is impossible for an animal or a plant to be of indefinite dimensions according to magnitude and parvitude if this be the case it is manifest that no one of the parts can be indefinitely great or small for if it could this must also be the case with the whole but flesh and bone and things of this kind are parts of an animal and fruits are parts of plants it is evident therefore that it is impossible for flesh or bone or anything else to be indefinitely great or small besides if all such things are inherent in each other and are not generated but being inherent are separated and are denominated from that which is more abundant if also anything is generated from anything as for instance water from flesh by secretion and flesh from water and if every finite body is consumed by a finite body it is evident that everything cannot be inherent in everything for flesh being taken from water and again other flesh being generated from the remaining water by secretion though that which is separated will be always less yet at the same time it will not surpass a certain magnitude in smallness hence if the secretion should stop everything would not be inherent in everything for in the remaining water flesh will not be inherent but if it should not stop and there should be a perpetual ablation in a finite magnitude there would be equal finites infinite in multitude which is impossible to which we may add that if any body necessarily becomes less when something is taken from it but the quantity of flesh is definite both in magnitude and parvitude it is evident that from the smallest flesh no body will be separated for otherwise there would be a less than the least besides in infinite bodies infinite flesh would now be inherent together with blood and brain and these would be separated from each other would no less have a subsistence and each of them would be infinite this however is absurd but it is not sagaciously though it is rightly asserted by anaxagoras that one thing will never be entirely separated from another for passions i e accidents are inseparable from substance if therefore colours and habits are mingled if they are separated there will be something white or salubrious which will not be anything else and which will not be predicated of a subject so that intellect by investigating things impossible will act absurdly 
if it wishes indeed to separate it is impossible however for this to be done as well according to quantity as according to quality it is not possible according to quantity because there is not a least magnitude nor according to quality because accidents are inseparable nor does he rightly assume that generation consists from things which possess a similar form for clay is partly distributed into clay and partly not nor are water and air produced from each other and generated in the same manner as tiles from a house and a house from tiles but it is better to assume principles less in number and finite as empedocles makes them to be chapter six all philosophers therefore make principles to be contraries as well those who say that the universe is one and not moved for parmenides makes principles to be the hot and the cold and these he denominates fire and earth as those who introduce as principles the rare and the dense but democritus makes principles to be the solid and the void of which the former he says has the relation of being but the latter of non-being besides this he distinguishes the solid by position figure and order for these are the genera of contraries by position as upwards downwards behind before by figure as angular and without angles straight and circular that all philosophers therefore in a certain respect make principles to be contraries is manifest and it is reasonable that they should for it is necessary that principles should neither be produced from each other nor from other things and that from these all things should be generated but these requisites are inherent in the first contraries for because they are first they are not from other things and because they are contraries they are not from each other but it is necessary to consider how it happens that all things originate from principles in the first place therefore it must be assumed that in the universality of things nothing is naturally adapted to act casually upon anything or to be casually acted upon by anything nor is anything disposed to be generated from anything unless some one considers these things as taking place according to accident for how can that which is white be generated from that which is musical unless the being musical happens to that which is white or black but white is generated from that which is not white and this not from everything which is not white but from black or some one of the intermediate colours that which is musical also is generated from that which is not musical yet not from everything which is not but from that which is void of music or something if there be any such thing which subsists between these neither is a thing corrupted into any casual first thus for instance white is not corrupted into that which is musical unless perhaps according to accident but into that which is not white and this not into anything not white which may occur but into black or some intermediate colour in like manner 
that which is musical is corrupted into that which is not musical and this not into anything unmusical which may occur but into that which is void of music or into something between these if there be any such thing the like also takes place in other things because things which are not simple but composite subsist according to a similar reasoning as however the opposite dispositions are not denominated we are ignorant that this circumstance happens for it is necessary that everything which is harmonized should be generated from that which is void of harmony and that which is void of harmony from that which is harmonized it is also necessary that what is harmonized should be corrupted into a privation of harmony and this not casually but into its opposite but there is no difference whether this is asserted of harmony or of order or composition for it is evident that the same reasoning will apply to all these a house also a statue and anything else are generated after a similar manner for a house is generated not from the particulars from which it is composed being so composed as to form the house but from their being separated and a statue and anything which is figured are generated from a privation of figure and each of these is partly order and partly a certain composition if therefore this is true whatever is generated is generated from contraries and whatever is corrupted is corrupted into contraries and into the media which subsist between these but these media subsist from contraries as for instance intermediate colours subsist from white and black hence all things which are generated by nature are either contraries or from contraries thus far therefore nearly the ancient philosophers have advanced together with us and most others as we have before said for all of them assert that the elements and those things which are called by them principles are contraries though they establish them without reason as if they were compelled to assert this by truth itself they differ however from each other in this that some of them assume prior and others posterior principles and some of them things more known according to reason but others such as are more known according to sense for some establish the hot and the cold others the moist and the dry others the odd and the even and others strife and friendship as the causes of generation but these differ from each other in the manner above mentioned hence in a certain respect they assert the same things and speak differently from each other they assert different things indeed as is also apparent to most men but the same things so far as they speak analogously for they assume principles from the same co-ordination since of contraries some contain and others are contained hence they speak similarly and differently and worse and better and some indeed establish things more known according to reason as we have before observed but others such as are more known according to sense for universal is known according to reason but that which is particular according to sense 
since universals are the objects of reason but particulars of sense thus for instance the great and the small are more known according to reason but the rare and the dense according to sense that it is necessary therefore that principles should be contraries is evident chapter seven after this it follows that we should say whether there are two or three or more principles for it is impossible that there should be one principle only because contraries are not one but there cannot be infinite principles because if this were admitted being would not be an object of scientific knowledge there is also one contrariety in every one genus but essence is one certain genus the causes also of all natural things may be better assigned from finite principles as empedocles does than from infinite principles for empedocles thinks that he unfolds all things from finite in the same manner as anaxagoras from infinite principles farther still some contraries are prior to others and some are generated from others as for instance the sweet and the bitter the white and the black but it is necessary that principles should always remain from these things therefore it is evident that there is neither one principle nor infinite principles but since they are finite there is some reason why they should not be considered as two alone some one however may doubt how density is naturally adapted to produce rarity or rarity density and in like manner with respect to any other contrariety whatever for friendship does not conjoin strife or produce anything from it nor does strife make anything from friendship but both produce a certain other third thing but some assume many principles from which they constitute the nature of things to which may be added that the following doubt may be urged by some one unless another nature is introduced as a subject to contraries for we see that contraries are not the essence of any thing and principle ought not to be predicated of any subject since if it were there would be a principle of a principle for subject appears to be the principle and to be prior to that which is predicated of it farther still we say that essence is not contrary to essence how therefore will essence consist from things which are not essences or how will non-essence be prior to essence hence if some one should think that what is before asserted is true and should also admit the truth of what is now said it is necessary if he wishes to preserve both assertions that he should introduce a certain third thing as a subject to contraries just as they say who affirm that the universe is one certain nature such as water or fire or that which subsists between these but it appears that the subject is rather that which subsists between the elements for fire and earth air and water are complicated with contrarieties hence they do not act absurdly who make the subject to be different from these but of the rest they think more rightly who make air to be the subject 
for air has less sensible differences than the rest and water follows air all however give form to this one thing from contraries as for instance from density and rarity and from the more and the less and these things in short are excess and defect as was before said this opinion too appears to be ancient i mean that the one excess and defect are the principles of things except that the ancients did not consider these principles after the same manner as the moderns for the ancients asserted that two of these principles are active but that the one is passive but certain of the moderns assert on the contrary that the one is active but that the two are rather passive the assertion therefore that there are three elements may appear to have some weight as we have before observed to those who from these and other speculations of the same kind consider the affair it is not however probable that there are more than three principles for one principle is sufficient for the purpose of being passive but if there are four principles there will be two contrarieties and it will be necessary that a certain other middle nature should subsist as a subject separate from both if too they are able to generate from each other the other of the contrarieties will be superfluous at the same time however it is impossible that there should be many first contrarieties for essence is one certain genus of being so that principles will differ from each other in prior and posterior alone but not in genus for in one genus there is always one contrariety and all contrarieties appear to be referred to one that there is neither one element therefore nor more than two or three is evident but which of these assertions is the more true is as we have said attended with much doubt end of chapter seven of book one recording in memory of mitchell edwards